Aloha and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Got Your Six podcast. This six-question podcast brings together high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas, delivered in an informative and, most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash, and into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. I got your six. I don't know what you've been told. The views we have are all our own. Yes, we serve the DOD. But my opinions come from me. Yeah, I got your six, we got your back. I got your six, we got your back. I got your six, we got your back. I got your six. Sixers, do we have a special show for you today? Not only is it the 25th episode of the Got Your Six podcast, but we're also joined by Brendan Aronson, CFO and co-founder at PaintTrue, an online platform that lets people order high-quality custom artwork from thousands of artists. Brendan is extremely passionate about entrepreneurship, an advocate of mental health, and helping veterans get into business school. The project that they're currently working on, which is a collaboration with our friends over at the Steelhearts Foundation, is absolutely incredible, and we dive into it during the episode. You're not going to want to miss that. In 2012, he graduated from the United States Naval Academy and was commissioned as a United States Marine Corps Infantry Officer. He would then go on to serve, going to places such as Iraq and Japan. In 2020, obtaining his MBA from the Warren Business School. Brendan, so stoked to have you here, my man. Thanks. I'm really excited to be here. So let's go through all this. You were in the Marines. Now you're you're the CFO and the co-founder of Paintrue. How did that all happen? Yeah, first, like I said, thanks for having me on the podcast. Really appreciate it. I'm obviously a big fan, and hopefully, this can provide some value to your community. My background, you, you know, you mentioned briefly, I was in the Marine Corps for six years. I was an infantry officer. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with the rest of my life when I made the decision to transition out of the military. So I decided to go to business school, which would give me a little bit of time and space, uh, some breathing room to kind of figure out that next step while actively marching towards my goals. While I was at business school, I had an opportunity to do an internship in finance in New York, uh, working at Goldman Sachs, which is a big uh, investment bank. They help companies with accessing capital, making sure they have enough cash in the bank, as well as mergers and acquisitions advisory work. So I, I spent two separate internships there. I love the team. I thought the work was very interesting. Uh, but ultimately, you know, I, I reflected on what was important to me and what, how I wanted to structure my life, what my own personal priorities were. Uh, and I realized that, you know, working for myself and having autonomy over my time was something that I absolutely had to prioritize, both for my own mental health, but also my physical health. You know, I was pretty banged up from the military, like a lot of people are. And so the entrepreneurial bug took hold during my second year at Wharton. A good friend of mine from growing up, who was also a Naval Academy graduate, I've been following his startup and his company. Uh, he asked me to join him. He's my co-founder, JD Kameen. Uh, so I joined the business shortly after it launched, a couple months after the soft launch in 2019. Uh, and I've been working on it full-time ever since. So a little bit of an odd path, I think. People see infantry officer to Goldman Sachs to, you know, an art startup. But, you know, I'm a huge advocate of veterans uh, entering the entrepreneurial space. Um, and I've had a ton of support along the way, uh, which I'm incredibly grateful for. And I'm, I'm always happy to pay it forward. So in the entrepreneur 
landscape, it's very chaotic, right? And as service members, you are just kind of thrown in there and you have to make the best of a situation. Is there anything you take specifically from your time, either at the Naval Academy or, you know, being an infantry officer in the Marines that you implement daily now? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think military veterans are actually uniquely suited to the challenges of entrepreneurship because it's so ambiguous. You know, I had a, an instructor uh, at the infantry officers course who said, you know, for most of your life, you've been told as long as you try your hardest, that's all that matters. But to us, the only thing that matters is victory and combat. And the same thing is true in the entrepreneurial space. Uh, you have to find a way to win every single day. We get told no and we fail continually every single day. Um, it's like running into a brick wall over and over and over again, which is tough from a mental health perspective. But, you know, I think the main thing that I would take from my time in the military as uh, a long-winded answer, uh, but are two things. First, taking ownership of every single task. So I know that if something has to get done, it's just me and a couple of teammates. I'm going to try and take ownership of every task and see it all the way through to completion. The second thing um, is, you know, the, on day one of the Naval Academy, we were told to read a book. It was a 100-page book written in 1899 called Message to Garcia. I feel like everybody, every time I say Message to Garcia, it smiles because they've been told it a thousand times. But, you know, Message to Garcia, for those of you who haven't read it, uh, is about finding a way to uh, get things done and not asking a thousand questions in the process, but rather figuring it out to the best of your abilities. You know, to run a business requires a really broad array of skills. I don't have all of those skills. I had the luxury of going to an MBA program and learning some of them through academic uh, training, but there's no tactical advice. They don't teach you how to set up a Facebook ad campaign. They don't teach you how to, you know, actually go through the, the steps of marketing and positioning and, you know, striking a commercial client, how to, how to close a sale, right? They don't teach you those things. So a lot of it's trial and error, and a lot of it is looking it up online, and a lot of it is asking other people for advice and help along the way. And so I think having that message to Garcia mentality of, I don't know how to do this, I'm going to figure it out, I'm going to make it work, is the most critical part of being an entrepreneur. Yeah, definitely that part of like, I don't know how to do this right now, because you can look back over the last five years, and we'll get to that in a second. There's a lot of things you were like, I don't know how to do this. And now you're like, oh, I do that every day now. Is there some sort of belief or behavior over those last five years, you know, going through war and stepping into this massive uh, entrepreneurship of this startup that's just exploding that you've kind of taken away and really kind of implemented? Yeah, I think what's most critical, and this is true of any profession, is just to stay unbearably organized. The military, you know, we sort of like look down on like doing PowerPoints and Excel and like inbox and, you know, keeping your inbox organized, but it's so critical. You know, you kind of learn this in some staff functions. And if you end up as like in some sort of administrative role, you pick up on it a little bit quicker. But if you're not organized, you have no chance of being able to follow through on long-term projects. And absolutely everything that you do in the professional world is long-term project planning. So I would encourage people not to say, oh, it's a weakness of mine, et cetera, but rather to take a growth mentality with, with respect to how they organize their inbox, how they organize their day, how they project manage and, and work through their task list. I've tried every possible thing that you can imagine to stay organized. Actually, right before I hopped on this podcast, I was implementing a new uh, organizational process that I uh, have, have started using, uh, using Airtable, which is a software tool online. I won't worry with the details, but regardless, I have projects, I have, sub, I have tasks for each individual project, I have subtasks. And it's really critical because otherwise things fall off. 
you'll send an email to someone, they don't respond, and then that project doesn't move forward. And they just need a ping, a friendly reminder a few days later, a few weeks later of, hey, we're still here. We're still interested in doing this thing. Are you interested? Can we march this forward just a little bit? Get the tasks that are on your plate, off of your plate and onto someone else's as quickly as possible. And then be diligent about your follow-up. And you know, if you are, then you're going to ultimately be more successful and close more opportunities than if you're unorganized. So you already mentioned Message to Garcia. Is there any other book or course that you've been a part of that really has greatly influenced your life? Yeah, I would recommend the book Reboot. It's by a man named Jerry Colonna. It's the book that I read immediately before uh, declining my full-time offer to go into banking and deciding to pursue this entrepreneurial path. For those of you that are not going to read it, the quick takeaway is that your life is going to be largely composed of luck, timing, and serendipity. So having chance meetings with people can change your life. If you are looking for a way to shortcut your way to success, there are there are things that you can do to increase the likelihood of that happening, but there's no shortcut to a successful career. And more importantly, the word successful career means something different to every single one of us. So there's no game plan or blueprint. So what you want to do is figure out what makes you happy. That takes a long time and a lot of self-reflection. Try a lot of different things and try and notice the things that you like and dislike about each of the different roles or different opportunities that are in front of you that you are a part of. And then once you have a list of things that you think will make you happy or that you want to prioritize, then you need to figure out how to build a career that is structured around those priorities. And I think one thing that people struggle with is because they're looking for a way to shortcut their career, they sort of follow the the normal path of, well, I heard that if I do X or Y or Z, I'll make a lot of money and that'll get me to the next phase and the next opportunity, which, you know, at that point, I'll be able to do what I actually want to do uh, and I'll be happy. And it's like, first of all, you have no idea how long you're going to live. So <laughs> if you're not happy now, you need to figure out a way to get happy. And second of all, you might be marching in the wrong direction. If you think you know what you need to do, better to start doing it and making connections that are relevant and give yourself the opportunity to have luck, timing, and serendipity play in your favor than uh, to march in a direction that is askew to what you actually want to do. So, you know, I joined Paintrue for a myriad of different reasons. I am not sure if the business is going to work out. I mean, startups are very difficult. They fail at a very high rate. 90% of companies never make it to a million dollars in revenue in a year. 90% of those companies that do never make it to five. So, you know, those are, those are long odds. But I do know that all of the connections I've made along the way and everything that I've learned has positioned me, has made me a better entrepreneur. It's made me uh, have you know, access to an incredible network of people who want to help me, who understand what I'm capable of, and who are willing to plug me in in other entrepreneurial endeavors or support my you know, entrepreneurial endeavors in the future if this ends up you know, not, not being the one. Now, with that being said, we have big plans for Patreon. So I, I do hope it works out and I'm doing everything I can to make it so. But I know at least that I'm marching in the right direction. It's like you said, recognizing the path you're on. And if you're trying to kick that success can down the road, without actually like knowing what roads you're on can result in failure. And I'm sure we, we've talked about failure already a little bit. Is there a failure you've had that's ultimately led to a great success? Yeah, it's difficult for me to pick just one, to be honest. I think the life of an entrepreneur is constant failure. You know, we talk to people all day, every day who tell us no, whether it's investors, whether it's potential customers, whether it's commercial clients, whether it's PR opportunities, whether it's marketing campaigns that just don't work for whatever reason. 
So I've literally learned over the last 18 months, two years, a thousand different ways to not sell people paintings. I've learned a couple of ways that I think work and work with a greater degree of uh, success. So we try and implement those in a scalable way, you know, along the way. Our customer nurture campaign has gotten so much better. The emails that you get after you sign up on our website, paintrue.com, they've gotten better over time based on feedback we've gotten from customers and just daily interactions that we have with customers where we're trying to, you know, convince them of our value, the value that we can add to their lives. We incorporate those things uh, into the customer journey so that we have a better chance of success. So I think having an open mind and understanding what things you're failing at will do a few things for you. First, it'll teach you to come back to square zero, ask why are my customers, you know, turning away when I approach them in this way, it'll make you a better salesperson. And then it'll make you get crafty about how you sell your product. Uh, And this I think is broadly applicable. So you're going to fail a million times. I have been kicked in the chest more times than I can count in the last two years. Give us a recent example. Oh God. Um, I mean, we launched a marketing campaign in the spring geared at nursery paintings. So we were trying to sell watercolor artwork of like nursery, like animals that are painted in like a nursery style. And it just didn't work. Like people told us they were interested in it before we launched it. We did some product development, had a bunch of paintings created. And then, you know, ultimately we were unsuccessful in launching that campaign. We sold a couple of them, but, you know, I think what we learned from that is like, Don't invest money into designs that we think will be popular ahead of working with a potential client who is going to pay us for them. We're not interior designers. We're not, we actually work with interior designers, which is like super helpful. It's kind of a different line of business, but me and my team's ability to predict what is going to be like super, super popular from a design perspective, that's just not our strength. Our strength is working with a network of artists to take your favorite memory and elevate it by having your photo hand painted by that artist knowing what a customer's story is, knowing what story they want to tell. What is the occasion? Is it an anniversary gift? Is it the birth of a new baby? Is it to commemorate a lost loved one? You know, those are the things that we're good at is telling our customer stories via art. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a campaign that we recently launched. Uh, We're working with Steel Hearts, which is a nonprofit that uh, seeks to commemorate the legacy of uh, service academy graduates who have been killed in the wars of the last two decades. For a really long time, you know, we've thought of ourselves as a storytelling company. We tell people stories via art. And we wanted to paint fallen veterans to tell their stories. And we are a small business. We are constantly working on different initiatives. So we push this to the right. We push it to the right. We push it to the right. And finally, we got in touch with the Steelhearts team. They have connections with the families of these service members. And they have experienced fundraising uh, for you know meaningful events and initiatives like this. So in conjunction with them, we were uh, able to launch a campaign to paint every fallen service academy graduate who's been killed in the last two decades of war. And the reception has been really positive. This is a very meaningful thing, obviously, for the families and for the military community to sort of rally behind is telling these people's stories uh, and providing that uh, beautiful gift to these families who have sacrificed so much so they can feel that connection again uh, with their lost loved one. We have big dreams for this campaign. We want to paint every fallen service member, every first responder who passed during 9-11, every healthcare worker who's died during the pandemic. We want to paint every single one of them. We want to gift those paintings to post offices, museums, high schools around the country, as well as their families in an effort to tell everyday heroes stories through art. That was a super inspiring thing to me when I was at the academy. I passed the Baldero uh, Lopez room every single day and read his story. And 
we want to do that for everyday Americans so that when you're at the post office waiting in line, you can see that hero story. You can internalize it and you can push forward through whatever life is throwing your way. That's the dream. We're working on it. It's going to be a real uphill battle, just like everything else. But, you know, you have to have faith that you're going to uh, find success in, in every initiative that you launch. And this is, I think, the most meaningful thing that we can do with our business as well. So I'm really fired up about it. I am extremely excited about this. And I've already seen like Dan Hyde and some of the other ones that you guys have started to commission. They're absolutely incredible. Uh, and then knowing, you know, some of these heroes firsthand, it literally like stops my soul and just it takes my breath away at how amazing these paintings are coming out. To kind of transition a little bit, we, we've taken away what you've learned over the last years. What are you currently working on now that is something new where you're going down a path that you're not you're unfamiliar with, whether it be a skill or a talent? I'm working at outreach to people that can help us. So, you know, we've had a some commercial projects that we've done in the past for businesses. And we've had some success with some of the early projects that we've done, but we want to try and scale that. So I'm working on outreach to commercial partners. I'm working on outreach to high net worth individuals who can help us fund this uh, memorial campaign that we're running. And I'm working on outreach to investors to tell our story to keep us you know, in a good cash position uh, as we go into 2022. So I think this really comes back to the first point that I made about organization is like, you have to be able to reach out, be told no a hundred times and be just ruthless about your follow-up. Fortunately, you know, our product is really meaningful to people when they hold it in their hands. So one tactic that we have found, you know, fairly successful thus far is to send someone a painting. And when they hold it in their hands, they're kind of able to understand the emotional attachment with that piece of artwork. So that's a tactic that we've been using uh, to try and um, bolster our outreach uh, and the responsiveness to our outreach. But uh, it's certainly an uphill battle because, you know, like anything else, all of these people have their day jobs. They have other things that are more important than purchasing artwork. So, you know, getting in front of them, staying top of mind, keeping them interested uh, and trying to move them down your funnel for whatever particular campaign you're working on is, is difficult. It requires you to be organized. So. So then I'll close with the question we always ask on the show, Brendan, how are you better than yesterday? You know what? Like, honestly, every single day I get up and come into the office and uh, sit down to work. This has been a little bit of a rough time of, of year for me. September's always tough. I lost my dad in September a few years ago. And, um, you know, that, that can be difficult from a mental health perspective. So every day that I come in here and make forward progress on our business, I consider that a win try and be fairly like generous with myself around, you know, issues relating to mental health. I encourage all of you know your listeners and every veteran who's transitioning out of the military to be so as well. I got a great workout in last night, went for a run. So I made myself better physically. And then I plan to do the same here after we get off this podcast. So I'm going to quote from uh, any given Sunday, I'll, but you know, that speech is just like my favorite, but he says, football is a game of inches and life is a game of inches. And I really believe that. I mean, I think for a long time, I was waiting on that one thing which was going to hockey stick our business up into the right. And it was going to be this dramatic moment where our fortunes turned and things went uh, in a really positive direction. And what I realized is that slow, steady progress every single day, it's tough to see, to see how far you've come unless you zoom back out. But you, ha as long as you're moving the ball forward and improving a little bit every single day, that progress ends up being more significant over time. Uh, and it's a snowball because, you know, for us, Every customer that we acquire is an opportunity to have that customer come back to us again in the future. We you know, have like a 99% customer satisfaction rate. I encourage all of your listeners to come order a painting on painter.com. You should use code HEROES15 uh, when you check out for 15% off and 10% donated to the Memorial Campaign as well. But 
you know, 99% of our customers are happy and then they come back in the future and that snowball just gains momentum and speed as you continue to build. So, you know, small steps every single day, I think is really the critical thing that I've learned. And that's how I'm trying to get better than yesterday. There is definitely something special at Paint True, and this is the reason why, right? There's you and the rest of the team are just doing the, the gaining those inches every day. So when you do zoom back out, like you said, that hockey stick is the only thing you can see. So Brennan, thank you again for coming on. If people want to reach out, how are they connecting with you? Yeah. Um, if people want to reach out, if you want to get involved in the campaign that I spoke about, we have a GoFundMe set up. You can find it uh, on our LinkedIn page, on our Facebook page, on Instagram. Uh, Tony will, I'm sure, post the link to that GoFundMe as well. You can come to paintry.com. If you open up the chat widget in the bottom right-hand corner, it's honestly like the best way to get a hold of me. <laughs> I'm more responsive to that than I am to text message. So that's a good way. Anyone listening can hit me up on LinkedIn. I talk to transitioning veterans all the time. I love doing it. I have a lot of people help me along the way and I'm happy to serve as a resource to you as well. If you just want to bounce ideas, if you have an entrepreneurial vision, if you need business advice, if you just need mentorship about mental health, I've dealt with everything that you can think of. So sometimes you just got to reach out and ask for a little bit of help. I'm happy to, to be that person for people. LinkedIn is probably the best. I mean, my, my email, I'll give it to you right now. It's Brendan, B-R-E-N-D-A-N dot Aronson, A-R-O-N-S-O-N at paintrue.com, P-A-I-N-T-R-U. So now you got no excuse not to reach out. If you need anything from me, uh, I'm happy to help in any way that I possibly can. What can I say to that other than Brendan? Thank you for having our six. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for what you do for the veteran community. These are really valuable for people. So thank you. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers, but the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Got Your Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.